Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. All right, fans, welcome in. Red Sox beat again here on CLNS Radio. This week is, of course, brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics and enter promo code Celtics. Again, this is Red Sox beat. You can find us Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, iTunes. If you can rate and review and subscribe us, that'd be great. We love all that stuff, but... uh. Got a great week to talk about. Um, Lauren's back this week. Jess is not here this week, so I'm just flip-flopping who I'm co-hosting the show with this week. Um, got a lot to talk about. I'm going to get her takes on Dave Dombrowski because that's all we talked about last week, but she wasn't here. Uh, Don Arcillo is leaving after the season. We want to talk about that because both of us are kind of fumed about it. Going to give you our thoughts. Um, Hanley finally being told he has to play first base. We'll get to that. Fantasy projections, week preview. We're not going to do a recap this week because Jess isn't with us. And let's face it, neither of us can do the job that he does. So we're just not going to bother. Um, it, it'd probably be worse than if you, if you just go look it up yourself. So um, we'll keep talking more stuff, more news-related stuff. And then I'll get you another recap, of course, next week when Jess returns. Um, first, Lauren, been a couple weeks. How are you? On? Missed you guys. Yeah, this is weird. Just you and me. We've never I done know. a show together. First time for everything. Yeah, uh, last week was different. It was old school with just Jess and me, and now it's new school. First time this yep. has ever happened. Uh, you and me together doing a show would be great. I'm excited to hear your talk takes on Don Arcillo because uh, I know. I'm just so mad just thinking know, about it. I know you're ready yep. for that. Uh, but first, let's do some MLB headlines. A couple, one sad one, and we're going to kind of talk about these. But first, uh, as you may have known, a fan has passed away Sunday morning after falling from the upper deck of Turner Field during a Yankees Braves game. Very upsetting news. Um, not a great fall. He was brought to the hospital and then pronounced that at the hospital. He wasn't dead on scene, but if um, you saw the fall, it's not, not pretty. Um, a little lighter note, Hall of Famer broadcaster Vin Scully announced that he will be back calling Dodgers game once again in 2016. Seems like a yearly occurrence. He announces he's going to be back, but a little tidbit this year, it's going to be his last season next year. Um, he began calling Dodgers games in 1950, and little note, back then it was 27 cents a gallon for gas. So uh, he's been calling baseball games for a while, and uh, 2016 will be his final season. And finally, Edwin Encarnacion having a great day Sunday, Saturday, hit three homers and matched the Blue Jays' record with nine RBIs. He hit a grand slam, a three-run homer, and a two-run homer. Then on Sunday, he hit another one, on top of having another RBI single and so on and so forth. He had a great weekend, let's put it that way. Um, so those are your MLB headlines brought to you by Lynda.com. Over 4,500 different courses, top experts around the world, over any subject it's possible to think of. Go to Lynda.com back to CLNS to claim your free 10-day trial today. Um, Lauren, let's start with a depressing one and get that out of the way. Um, this is terrible news, and we see this happen... It's not the first time it's happened within the last year. We see this a lot. People go for foul balls. People slip and fall. And turn of, that, that fall was not a short one by any means. No, not at all. And I just actually, I watched it today because I didn't want to watch it, but I was like, I know we're going to talk about it, so I should probably just bring myself to watch it. Yep. And, I mean, there's been so much talk about fan safety this year where it's, I mean, is this what it's going to take to get the safety of the fans like more protected or... Like, I hate for it to come to a death of a fan. They're just there to enjoy the game, and something terrible happens. But, I don't know, just very sad. I feel bad for the guy and his family and everyone involved. 
you hate to think that this would be what would cap it off like that. Like, you know, like this is, oh, well, this is the last straw because we saw what happened here at Fenway with the loose bat in the sideline with that lady who got hit in the face and um, other news around the league said that's happened as well. It's not the first time it happened. And now this, and this isn't the first time someone's fallen off a balcony at a baseball stadium as well. Um, and we see all these videos sometimes with parents reaching over with their kids in their hands, with the grabbing to grab a baseball and like people love it and people love being close to the game, but player safety, I mean, fan safety is an issue. It really is. And baseball, I remember came out when the Fenway situation happened and said, well, it's, it's not like a major league baseball rule thing like, uh, ballparks and teams can do whatever they want on their own record and they can do it there's no restrictions there's no rule like they can put up whatever safety they want for their specific ballpark basically blaming the ballparks and the teams for this and not putting it on themselves yeah and it's like i mean you can't make them do anything but what's what's it going to take for them to make the fans safer and i mean they have the nets behind home plate and but even then, if you watch the Red Sox games, you see as soon as a foul ball comes back, you see the fans just go like from side to side. And yeah. it's like, I mean, maybe something like that would be ideal for around the park. Not really ideal, but it make the fans safer. And I know it's kind of annoying looking through the little squares, but I mean, how often would you really feel like that would distract you if it means you're not going to fall yeah, it, off? At least, yeah, you put some screens up, maybe a higher railing. You put a screen up or a net up along the more along further down the baselines because there's nothing except for the net behind the plate, which I, I can't even imagine when that wasn't there because it's not has that hasn't always right. been there either. People used to get nailed with foul balls. Think about all the foul balls you see go straight back into the netting at Fenway Park. That netting never used to be there, but that's a while ago now. But all those people back there who used to get nailed and had to like be prepared all the time no matter what. And I mean, you should be aware, obviously, at alert, but that's ridiculous and. I think you should put netting to a certain degree down the line a little further up, maybe up to the bases, if not a little further, because at that point, once you get past the bases um, into the outfield, if a ball is out there, you have enough time to oh, react yeah. to it. Um, but it's just the like, situation at Fenway. The lady was inside the baseline and the bat came and got her. Um, you see, you won't see any bats really into the stands if that was the case, which is the most dangerous situation. I think that's a splintered bat usually that goes into the stands. Um, like you said, put something in, in the railing so people don't fall off. Something has got to give because this is sickening. A guy casually at a baseball game happened to die because he fell off the railing. Yeah, something needs to be done. And, I mean, like you said, I would hate for it, for a death to be the reason for them to finally act on this because, like you said, it's not the first time somebody has died at a game. So, I mean, what's, what's it going to yeah. take? What happened? What was the last? I think the last one was the Giants A's game or something like that, and I, I think it was in in Oakland that happened. I don't remember. It was and there was the Josh ago, Hamilton but... one too, where he threw the foul ball. Yeah, that was pretty recent too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got a. That was a couple years I think ago, maybe 2012? last year. No, was he still he in was. Texas? Yeah, it was the first. Stint. It was the last year. I think it was his first. And he stint just in Texas. threw the ball casually to and, a guy who wanted a foul ball. <laughs> and he fell, and Josh Hamilton was distraught. Oh, yeah. He felt so bad. I don't think he played it for like a week or something like that. But it's just he was – he felt so bad because he was trying to be a good person. He was trying right. to help the fans out. But, um, yeah, so let's move on because I'm already yeah. getting depressed. Uh, um, Vince Scully, again, this seems, again, <laughs> like I said, this seems like it's been a yearly occurrence every year. I'm going to do another season. I'm going to do another. He's 88, 87 around there. I think he's 87 still. This dude's old. Um, he's finally hanging it up. He said next year will be his last year calling a Dodger game. Um, he said that – he expects to know next year that it will be done. He expects he expects fans to realize next year that it's his last year. I'm pretty sure fans realize now that he should be done. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, he's old and and he's he's a great announcer. I love everything about him. I love what he's done and he's he's fun to listen to. I've listened to him a couple of times, more than a couple of times now. But it's it's time. Like you're old, you've given so much and you've really given pretty much your life to to baseball. So just. Maybe next year. I don't know. I'm not convinced it'll be his last year, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I was convinced he was going to do it till he, he uh, got dragged out of the booth or I died. In that the he's booth. probably going to die in the booth. I don't see him really being like, oh, I'm all done. Like, no, he's. What's he going to do with his life? He's 87 now, so just starting retirement at 87. Yeah. What else does he do with his life? This been. This is what he's known since 1950. That's a long time. That's 65 years. 70 years, something like that. That's so he was the early 30s when he got yeah. this job. Like, that's in, and he's been doing that since. Imagine that being early 30s. That's like your and first or second job right there. That's your second job, probably. Maybe third in this business. And that's it. You're done for another however many years, 60 wow. something years. That's insane. I love it, though. I, I do and, love that guy. 
Yeah, he's great. I, I love listening to him call some games. Um, whenever they play the Dodgers, I'll tend to flip over to him and listen to him for a couple innings whenever they put when the Red Sox oh, you play have the Dodgers, to. just because it's a He's a great call. It's fun to listen to. And it's crazy to think that yeah, like that little tidbit I threw in there, gas was twenty seven cents a gallon when he started. And now it's what? I think I paid like two nineteen oh, I'm today. I'm paying like, like two thirty. I'm in New Hampshire, oh, man. It's great. These Boston prices aren't nice to me. Yeah. New Hampshire gas prices and uh cheap liquor. It's a mm, great I'm place to live. I'm coming up there. Yeah, right? Right over the board. You go to Maine so much, you're over the top <laughs> the know. border anyway. Uh, but yeah. So it's it's crazy to think that, and he's great for the game, and that's why he's already a Hall of Famer. But um, it's it's gonna be sad if that really is his last season for sure. Um, and, and baseball playing related, uh, and Canarsio, man, just tearing it he's up. He's just on fire. I just he's just gonna keep this up, and I mean he he's always been a really good player, but the last few times, the last few games, just been insane. Just like you said, tearing it up, just. Everything about him, like, what can you not like about this guy besides that he plays for the Blue Jays? But if you told someone that you were going to get nine RBIs in a game, no one would guess that it would be on three no. homers. Like, I would assume that you might hit a grand slam in there because nine RBIs mm-hmm. is hard to do unless you hit a couple three run homers and whatever. But zero base hit, nothing, all homers with a grand slam, a three run homer, and a two run homer. Like, if someone told me you're going to go one four with a two run homer, I'll take it. You're not, never mind going four, was it three for three? Maybe like a, a just insane what he did that day, and then on top of it, he had another one yep. on Sunday. So he's just he's just riding this hot streak, and he's gonna ride as hard as long as he can. He, hey, they're running for a division, so, so he's ready. He wants a division. He wants to he wants they, a playoff title, and he wants. I mean, it's the Blue Jays. You don't expect them ever to be in the playoffs, and when they're having a fun season like this, it's hard not to root for them. They're clearly going to be if they miss the playoffs this year. Um, no, no excuses because. I don't think they will, though, because I'm pretty sure they got, they're they leading the division right now. And I'm pretty sure the Yankees are in up in the first wild card spot by at least four games. Three games. Yeah, I think it's three. So even if they were to get the wild card, they wouldn't lose out on a wild card spot. Like, worst case. I think worst case scenario is they're playing in that wild card game. Yeah, I think so. Either way, it's going to be a really fun postseason. I'm really excited for this. Yeah. I'm really. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, I think there's intriguing storylines on both sides, NL and AL. Um, what really confuses me is that why the Nationals are so bad. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, like they're not even. They're like six games out of a playoff spot now. Happened out of nowhere. Like they just started thing and in a month. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I had them at the beginning of the season to win the division. Oh yeah, winning the division. I had them playing like the Mariners in the in the in the uh, NLCS, which I mean, everyone picked the Seattle Mariners early, and no right. one was right. So. I hang my hat on that one, but um, I, I think that uh, they 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 were the Nationals are disappointment, but I think the AL playoffs are going to be fun to watch. Oh, absolutely! It's I mean, look at the teams that are fighting for the fighting for this playoffs. So it's I'm never expect the Blue Jays to be in there, and then Twins are still in. They are yes. Twins are still in it, which is crazy. They came out of nowhere this year. A lot year. of teams came out of nowhere this year. Yeah, Houston's going to win the division probably, which is That's, weird. Yeah, they were terrible the last few years. Yeah, and like, okay, you get a hot streak this year, but like they kept it. They kept it going. And the Blue Jays, they sustained it this year. They're like they, Unlike they have the last few years where they were good and they just fell apart. Um, it's it's a great thing to see. I'm rooting for the Blue Jays hard, Lauren. I really am. I love them. They're a great story, and they're not the Exactly, Yankees. so you have to root for them. Yeah, um, I like to see a, a Blue Jays-Royals ALC. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be a lot of fun. I'd love that. Small ball versus just power oh. on power. That'd be great. I think the Blue Jays would win that uh, series. Yeah, I think they would. I think they have the. They have David Price. I love Jose Bautista. I just I love him. I want to see him win a World Series so bad. He's been great, and he uh, quickly he um he was like threatening to leave side like behind yeah. the scenes because they weren't doing anything for him. They kept coming close, but they weren't giving him anything at the deadline. They weren't bringing pitching in. They weren't. So that's why they're on this tear of getting everyone this offseason. And I mean this trade deadline because. They were they were afraid to lose Makes players. Sense. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to lose Joey Bats. I love Joey Bats, and he's ready for that team. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's the he's still I think he's still the face of that team. I think so too because if trying to name like ask like any baseball fan like oh name three other players on the Blue Jays they'd be like no. Nah. Maybe David Price now because of yeah. the deadline, but like Bautista is the yeah. one there. And now if you really are if you know baseball you might say um. And Canarsione, I think, because I think he's becoming a name oh, this absolutely. year. And and Russell Martin's decently well known because with his Pirates days. But Batista's been there from the beginning, and he's been there. He dra- he drafted. He got drafted yes, by he them, did. right? 
Yeah, so he's their own guy. So I think they're gonna they're they're doing their best. To and keep I think him he happy. wants to stay um, there too. You know, that's the. Oh yeah, he loves it. You don't want to ever really leave the team that you grew up with, but if you have to, you gotta do what's best for you and just get out yeah. there. Look at Lester. He uh, didn't want to leave, but the Red Sox royally screwed yeah, that they up. Did. That's yeah, they still. I'm still regretting. <laughs> still regretting that. Um, but yeah, let's move on because I want to get your thoughts on Dombrowski before we kind of dive into this week's topic. So, if if y'all are living under a rock. Dave Dombrowski was hired by no. the Red Sox. Ben Sherrington's leaving. Um, I know, Lauren, that's the first you're hearing of this. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what, just what what do you think of it? Because I know Jess and I talked about it last week. I'm all for it if we can win. <laughs> um, I think Ben Sherrington hasn't done anything. So it's it's time for a change. I think Dombrowski's a good guy no, to No, I do think it. so too. And at first I was like, oh, that's kind of a quick move and kind of out of nowhere and very sudden. But... At the same time, he was only gone from Detroit for two weeks, so clearly the Red Sox knew they wanted him. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, even though he like ultimately destroyed Detroit's bullpen, I think he's got a really solid farm system with Boston where he can put together some good draft picks or some good trade picks and get a starting pitcher or go get Johnny Cueto. I know you guys talked about this last week. Um I think he'll be very good for the team. I think it's the shakeup the front office needs. And, I mean, I, I liked I liked Ben Sherrington, but he wasn't doing anything. He didn't do anything. He wasn't bringing yeah. anything positive to the team. And at one point, I, th- I kind of think just he's like, whatever, I give up. And I think you said that he was just tired and he was just done. And mm-hmm. that's, that's exactly like. what it seems like. He's just like, whatever, like, we suck again for the third three out of four years. <laughs> I'm done with yeah, this crap. Whatever, I just want out. And I kind of... I also kind of think it, there's some like bad blood in there because there's conflicting reports of, oh, he knew that Dombrowski was going to get, yeah, right. but then there was like, oh, they didn't tell me anything, so yeah. who knows, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm very interested to see what he'll do for the team. Hopefully it's good because, I mean, he's got this year and next year, and if he doesn't do anything, I'm, we're going to hate him real quick, so yeah. <laughs> we, we I think the one, the one thing... Yeah, the one thing I worry about with him real quick is just I'm afraid I just hope he doesn't trade away all the kids. No, he needs to keep at least Brian Johnson or Henry Owens. And I know I've been Brian Johnson since day one. Yeah, you're you're but yeah. We have to keep <laughs> one of them. I'll if you gotta trade away Brian Johnson, I'll survive. I survived last year, I'll survive this. <laughs> but one of them has to stay because maybe maybe it's Owens just because of how well he's pitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I'm like he has a track record. Like he's not a big fan of training, like keeping kids. But I know he has a good track record of evaluating talent oh. and like youth talent. Um. But I think that I would like to see him, in a sense, not trade them all. Like, don't trade Mookie Betts. Um, if you're going to evaluate in one and outfield of Jackie Bradley and Ruzne Castillo, keep them. Don't or trade one of them. Don't trade right. both of them. Um. Don't trade Eduardo Rodriguez. Don't do that to get a frontline no, guy. Like. Yeah, um, you got obviously you're gonna have to trade some of them. You have like nine guys who could be on this team still, um, especially with Vasquez and Swihart competing for that catcher. So I don't know what they're gonna do there, um, but I just think that you gotta you gotta keep some of them because some of them are good. Mookie Betts better not go anywhere. Um, Rusne Castillo, I like I'd like to keep him around. Um, Blake Swihart, no, don't, don't trade, him. trade him. Um, but he might do that. But the thing is, the thing the problem with that situation is though, Lauren, he's never seen Vasquez play. Right. So he might go into the year with both of them, which would be intriguing to me. But that's another story <laughs> for the day, um, because I could talk an hour on the catching situation. Because I, I'm a big Vasquez. Oh yeah, guy. you are. Um, love the way he catches. It's, it's just, oh. and just the biggest thing for me with Vasquez is hearing John Lackey the last year before he got traded comparing him to Yadier. Yeah, Molina. I remember that. That's what gets me. And I know like Yadier Molina used to train with Vasquez. Like I don't know if they still do. But they had done some offseason stuff together, and he probably learned some stuff from him. But Lackey compared, oh, he calls the game just like Yachty. And I'm like, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, Lackey just gave a compliment about comparing someone to Yachty. Yeah, and that's a huge compliment, that, especially that's a, Vasquez is young. Yeah, and coming from yeah. Lackey. So that kind of struck me. And then I started to pay attention more once I said, that comment came out, and I realized he was calling the game on his own. He wasn't looking at the dugout. Nope. He's calling games on his own already. Swihart isn't. So, but Swihart can hit. So uh, that's just a, kind of a torn. They're kind of half a player each. So it's just they need to figure that out. They need to each become a whole player or, or just kind of smush them together. Yeah, but somehow. it's a good problem to have because you have two good catchers. 
that yeah see i just don't know if i want them to like want them to back up you know like i don't know if i'd rather almost one of them go back to Pawtucket than one of them to back up each other back up each other yeah you know? i guess but yeah but see so see dembrowski's got a handful that's just one category and that's probably not even that's the least of his problem is the catching spot he's got to do a lot and but you're in favor of it i'm in favor of it so we'll move on from that um i just want to hear your thoughts because you didn't get to chime in last week when we talked about dombrowski like the I entire know. show <laughs> it was a dombrowski fest last week it really was um let's talk about the news that you know, most people are kind of annoyed about and a lot of red sox nation is not a fan of um i think i'm more of a fan of it than a lot of people are and i'm still not a fan of it um john arcillo if you haven't heard, is not coming back next year, Ness. And I'm sure you all heard it because there's a petition out there with over 15,000 signatures on it to have him reinstated at Ness. And that's not, those things never work, people. The petitions don't work. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, I think there was one case that it did work, but I, I just can't remember what it is. I remember there was one case someone got a job back because someone signed a petition and someone saw it or something. I don't know. I think there was one case in baseball, but I can't remember what it was. I can look it up after. But... Um, Either way, Don is not coming back. Dave O'Brien, who now does play-by-play -play with Joe Castiglione on WEI, on the radio side, is coming over to do Nesson. Um, he does ESPN broadcast on the side. This guy's a good talent. Um, but the big thing for me is the, the comments that Tom Warner made while Don Orsillo was on air because he was talking to the Herald. And he basically said, we believe it's an upgrade. And any chance you get O'Brien full-time, you take it. And this was all while Orsillo is doing the game for you. With six months left, you don't tell a guy with six months left that you're gonna get fired. You wait. Yeah, and I heard that like, um, ESPN. I, don't know, I think it was ESPN like broke the news or something that he was fired like ten days prior before the the announcement was even made. But you yep. can't keep news like that like under wraps for like you said six months. You need to wait, and it's that's something that could have waited because now we're gonna be waiting from statements from from Nesson, from Orsillo, from probably even Jerry Remy, even though he's already like made some some small statement. But now it's like, I don't, the games, I feel like Don Orsillo just isn't in them anymore because he's so, I'm leaving at the end of this year. And it's it sucks. Yeah. It's such a bad move. I'm so mad about it. Yeah, he's, be, he's been a pro for all the games. I, I, I will admit, I haven't watched every game. There's been Patriots football on. I've been distracted by work. But the games that I've watched since the announcement, he seemed he's still doing his job. He's making great calls. He's going out in a classy way, and I and I love that about Don. Um, and I think that he's going to get land on his feet. He might get a national gig now um, because he's done some work with TBS for baseball in the playoffs. Um, he might get he maybe he goes to do radio somewhere. I don't know. But all I know is he didn't want a national job. He wanted this job. He had this job since what two thousand one? Yeah, two thousand yeah two thousand one. I think it was. And he has. He got, yeah, he got a national gig from TBS, like an offer for like full time national. And uh, because he, because if you know, he does he helps out during the playoffs for TBS broadcast um, to fill in the, the slots. But he got offered a job for TBS a couple years ago. It might have been like five years ago now, but he turned it down because he said my dream job is to cover the Red Sox, and that's what I'm doing. And like I don't want another job. And he was hoping to go ride this out until he was done. That's what I was hoping he would. Like he was gonna be, he wanted to be the next Vince. Cohen. He did, and Nesson not gonna give him the chance to do that. And they have a terrible track record of letting good people go. Nalco. Yep, uh, that was the first person who came to my mind. The Nalco situation was the yeah. same thing. Good at a job, but not fresh. And we had, they even had like Bruins players going on Twitter and just like vouching for her. That that's when you know you have somebody good. When you have the own players being like, you guys are making a huge mistake. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, I hate that. And it's the same, I forget his name, but it's the VP of Programming Joseph, at Nesson. Who, Joseph what Marr, is it? I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's Marr. That's what it is. Um, he doesn't like good content, apparently, because he was solely responsible for the for the reports, that for the knockoff firing. And he apparently was solely responsible for Don Orsillo. Then Nesson came out and said it was a joint, joint decision. I completely disagree with that. I highly doubt that. But I think Mar was just kind of saving face on that one. Um, I, I blame Mar completely, and I believe that he's screwing this up. I don't watch Nesson except for games. I watch Comcast Sportsnet. Um, I don't believe Nesson does a great job. I do believe their broadcasts are good. I do like watching the Bruins broadcast, and I don't know about the Red Sox broadcast anymore. But um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it, it kills me. I don't I don't think that there was any reason to fire him. I don't think so either, other than, like you said, Mar just doesn't like him. He has personal beef with him, and if that's what you're going to let get in the way of good broadcasting, and then so be it. Then you're going to regret it. You're going to make the mistake. And they were saying ratings were down this season. Well, next season, they're probably going to be down because so many people watch the games for Jerry and Don. Yeah. They had... I remember, I think someone said they, they were like at threes and fours yeah. this year for the most part. And that's pretty good for a team that's not good. Yeah. And it's base, and it's baseball. Yep. Nowadays, baseball is not a great sport, obviously, to watch for a lot of people. Um, you see the ratings excuse was the first report. I believe that still. I believe they, they're they taking the chance to blame the ratings on someone so they can get O'Brien in there. Um, the ratings aren't going to go up because O'Brien's doing it because people watch the game for the chemistry between Don Orsillo and right. Jerry Remy. That's why I've been. I love it. I love their chemistry. They've been doing it forever. Um, Jerry Remy used work as a distraction from his cancer and obviously his son situation. Don Orsillo handled that all like a pro. And the people, those ratings would have been worse if it wasn't for those two. Oh, no um, doubt about that. Yeah, it's their team that's bad. And the team is why no, no one's exactly. watching. No, exactly. And it's. I mean, it's, I've said it so many times this year. You never know what this team's gonna do, but don't don't bring the announcers into it because. They're not the reason the team sucks. Yeah. And I, I thought I read somewhere, I might I might have just been re- going crazy, but they were they want, like, double-digit ratings. You don't see double-digit ratings in baseball no. anymore. You just don't see it. It's not there unless you're in the playoffs. And even then, it's pretty close to a 10 or 11. I'm pretty sure the 2013 ratings in the playoffs in the World Series were like Yeah, they weren't very high double digits by any means. Yeah. And that's like when you're on a run for a t- for a proud in title town and we're a bunch of spoiled idiots i get it but that's for all of us watching our team in the playoffs in october going after a world series at a time where a city really needed it after the bombings and it only got like a 12 and that's kind of crazy to think that after the whole year but i mean it's baseball it's hard to watch i love it that's what i grew up on and i can understand why people think it's hard to sit through a three hour at least three hour game Mm -hmm. and there's no action going on like like there is hockey and football like it's not constant so like I, I get... preseason preseason football games beat out that's baseball. so sad <laughs> i'm not I, i'm not kidding like more people will watch a preseason football game for four quarters than a playoff with a backup game. quarterback with a backup maybe your third string quarterback and baseball doesn't get the ratings still and that might and that's crazy because football's four hours three hours three and a half hours four hours but it's not it's not baseball and they say it's like america's pastime this and that but it's slowly dying oh i believe football is now the sport if it it hasn't been for a while um and football i wouldn't say is america's pastime because baseball was built off of what this country and all that stuff but like I believe slowly it's becoming the sport that everyone wants to play. It's becoming the sport that everyone wants to watch. Fantasy baseball used to be a huge thing. Now it's fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Football. I have three drafts. I'm part of it. I admit it. I've I have got three, leagues. too. I'm right but, there with you. Yeah, I, I'll admit it. I do, I, I'm do. i such a fantasy football honk, it's not even funny. But you can't blame bad ratings on broadcasters when your team's last place three out of the last four years. No, it's not the broadcasters. Like, I just, I don't understand this move. If you're going to talk about ratings, I don't understand it. I hate it so much. Nothing against Dave O'Brien. I don't want people to think, like, I'm bashing on Dave O'Brien because I'm not. But I don't agree with this at all. And look, I think Dave O'Brien's going to come in and do a great job next year. I really do. I think he's a professional. He does. He's a great broadcaster. And I do believe slightly he's an upgrade in terms of just raw play-by-play. Yep. I believe there is an upgrade there because he's done it longer. He's been on TV longer. I just think he's done it so much more. There is a raw talent upgrade, but the chemistry will not be there. I don't think Jerry Remy wants him there for obvious reasons. Now, we can also sit in the argument of, I mean, this is where I sit. I believe Nesson's trying to slowly wean Jerry Remy out. I do, too, because I read that he he won't be back. Like He'll be back in some kind of role or some kind of capacity. Yeah, they didn't even commit to him being and full-time. that's crazy to me. Over yeah. 25 years? Yeah, it's been a while. And then he was the Red Sox second baseman right. on top so of it. It's like somebody who has a legitimate connection to the city and to the team. It's like, why? Everyone loves Jerry Remy. I mean, I, I think, look, if I had to pick one of them, I would have kept Don Orsillo. Yeah. I think Jerry, 
Jerry Remy has definitely lost his fastball. I think he's it's just not all there anymore in terms of his commitment and his just commentary. I think it's becoming more of watch the video and comment rather than making real baseball analytics. But if you're going to keep them together, I'm all for it. Yeah, they're such a good team I, together. Yeah, and I just think that if you're going to lose one, you lose Remy. I'm shocked by this, that Orsillo was the one to go. Um, I think Dave O'Brien will eventually have a new partner. Whether that be maybe a little bit part-time next year with Remy splitting time and then maybe filling in after that, who knows. Um, I would love to see Dennis Eckersley do it, but he won't. Uh, yeah, no, he already. I, I'm pretty sure he already said he doesn't want to commit to a full-time gig broadcasting. It's just too much time for him. I mean, I, I don't like him as play-by-play, but I love him as an analyst. Well, that's all he would be. Uh, because Dave O'Brien's doing it, the play-by-play. Right. I, I don't know. I, I just I like. Don't know. I like Eck because he actually doesn't filter himself to cater to Nesson's needs. Like, he'll say what's to be said. He's not sugarcoating things for the Red Sox. He'll like say stuff. made the comment and about like, somebody being on crack or something. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, the acid comment. That, like, was a phenomenal comment, and that's what I love about him. He's like, it looks like he's on acid. Like, you, no, not all people can get away no, with that. but he can't. And not all people do that either. So I think – but I also think that he's good with Karen and uh, Steve Lyons during pre- and post-games. Yeah, I like them. So I think now again I don't like I don't think Steve Lyons does anything great, but with together with Eckersley I think they're fine. Um, I don't know who they're gonna get to do color guy as long as it's not the guy from Pawtucket who filled in for Don Orsillo that week. It can be anyone in the world. He was. Oh, awful. I didn't like him at all. I really hope. Ugh. Oh, he was so boring. And I don't know if he was like dumbing it down because he was on radio on TV because he's usually right. on radio. I don't know how that guy got away with being on radio because he never it's talked. Terrible. It was. I was like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, my best case, my best. Yes, case is that he was trying to dumb it down and not talk as much because he had the video to go off of. And it's hard to go from radio to TV because you don't you, – you have to try to not talk as much, even though going from TV to radio is probably harder because you have to – if you're going from TV, you're used to having the video, and then radio, you have to talk about everything. But he sounded like he was trying to dumb it down too much. He wouldn't talk at the right times. Him and Remy didn't click. Him and Eckersley didn't click. It just didn't work, and he just doesn't seem no. right. And I just don't like I don't it. Think, I don't think it'll be him, but oh, God. Just... Yeah, yeah, no, I don't even want to imagine it. No. Um, but because we're talking about Orsillo, I do want to talk about – I do want to get your top Orsillo moment, Lauren, because there's so many of them. There's so many great ones. And I want you to tell me right now, you're probably – I'd say top. Maybe there's probably – there's obviously a few we can think of, but what's your top Orsillo, and, or even if it's just an Orsillo Remy moment. Um, I know we talked a little bit off air, but my number one top moment is definitely the pizza from like 10 <laughs> or 08. And Love it. it was, oh, just, it was just so great because it was so random. And I don't think any other announcer could have handled it better than he did. He made like humor out of it. He's like, that's a perfectly good slice of pizza. That's why he was like, yeah. I love when they. I love when they go back and forth like that, and they'll like try the, the like Don's chuckle oh. will be going on while he's trying to talk through it. He'd be like, "And look, and then just the pizza," and he's like laughing while it's being thrown. It was it's a great, that's such a great moment. And the best part about that was like Remy was analyzing it like it was yeah, a replay. He was like, "Oh, here it comes! Oh, then look! Oh, then here comes the pizza right there! Look at the throw!" And I was like, "Dude, it's and not they a had, replay." Like the telestrator like, and everything, like circling. Yeah, they were like circling the piece of pizza. Like, oh, right, look, right there, just smashes across that guy's head. And then, and then Don came in. Oh, look, that was a perfectly good piece of pizza. <laughs> I just like you said, it's laugh. It's it's so contagious, and it's like it just makes me laugh thinking about it. Yeah, I love when he laughs so hard. He he tries to talk through it. It's the best <laughs> thing ever. Um, I would say I'm gonna, I, mine is probably the pizza, but I'm gonna give another one too. And we talked about this before the show on the pre-show, but um, I love the moment when Jerry lost his tooth <laughs> in the booth. Such a great moment. It's such a them moment. Um. Those of you who don't remember, he try, he Jerry just I forget what he was doing. I think he bit down on some food they had or something. Um, I think it was a night they were getting delivered a lot of food. I don't remember, but he lost his tooth. It was one of his, I think it was like a replacement uh, molar tooth or something, and he lost it and he like held it up to the camera and they showed it. And then for like half an inning, Remy uh, Remy had no tooth and Don Orsillo was trying to replace it. And he he was like looking back. He's like, hey, we got some pliers, we have some tools, and he like someone brought him like a toolbox. Like one of those bags with a bunch of tools in it. And he was like sifting through it. Oh, these should work. And it was like a set of actual pliers. And he took it and stood up there while calling the game and just trying to get put his tooth back in. And he was laughing. And he's like, here, come here, bud. I'm going to put your tooth back in. And like he was actually going to try for a minute. That's serious trust right there. Yeah. Like that, that's where they're at in their relationship. He was going to replace his tooth. Um, yeah, that was that was a great moment for me. I love that moment. That was fun to watch. Um, There's so many great moments. The best 
there's so many of them. And then obviously the calls and like the playoffs and all the calls that can, obviously we didn't get them for the national, like the actual world series calls, but so many great calls in the record, regular season games, all these great games. They called the Veritech fight. Um, it's just, it's just such great, great TV and they were a pure entertainment and Don Rochelle will be missed. And hopefully he gets a national gig because he deserves it. And now that he's another Red Sox job, he's got nothing right. holding him back. So he might as well take it at this point. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Lauren takes a year off. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, he might want. Probably has the money. He probably has decent enough money oh, to do so. Absolutely. I would say. So, um, and I think TBS is probably a logical place to look for him. Yeah, plan, right? I think they'll probably still want him. And now, like you said, he's got nothing holding him back. He has no Nesson there being like, well, I want to stay with the Red Sox because now he can't. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, sad, 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 sad news in Red Sox Nation, that's for sure. Now I just can't keep. I can't get the. Uh, here comes the yep, pizza. I'm thinking about that too. Here comes the pizza. Oh look, there it is. Look, this is a good slice of pizza. <laughs> oh man, it's good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's move on from Don Arcello here. Um, before we get to Hanley Ramirez talks, because this, we can talk about him every week, but there's actually some news regarding Hanley Ramirez. Let's do our uh, fantasy ads this week. Uh, so again, every week we give you two two people to add, two players to add for your teams um, each. This week we'll have four because Jess is not with us, of course. Um, so we'll do two, and then we'll kind of keep going from there. Um, Lauren, all right. Start. Well, as you probably know, I'm starting with a starting pitcher. Shocker. Who pitching. knew? Um, it's <laughs> Cincinnati pitcher uh, John Lamb, and he's had a slow recovery from Tommy John surgery. It kind of sidetracked him a little bit, but his two last starts have been pretty good. One against the Dodgers. Six innings, five runs, but four of those runs were in the fifth, so eh, rough inning. But he had uh, seven strikeouts, and then he pitched against Arizona, similar outing, five and a third inning, um, didn't give up any runs until the fifth, so he's had a little trouble in the fifth inning, but take that out, he's only owned in 3% of Yahoo League, so he has the high ERA, which is kind of getting the owners away from him, but he, it's you need him. Just because he's, if he can get deeper into games, he can get the strikeouts, he can get the innings, you can suffer with four or five runs. So I, I'd pick him up. And the ERA doesn't necessarily represent what he is because, like you said, he's recovering from Tommy mm-hmm. John. So the, the early on starts are in, incorporated in that ERA. So it, it could be, it's been better than it might show for his career, his season stats. Too. Oh, absolutely. So it's definitely, um, definitely, I think, a good good consideration. Um, I'll stick on the starting pitching trade. Why not? Um, I'm going to go with Joe Ross of the Washington Nationals. Now, before I say anything, note, he is going to be shut down in two to three weeks. They want to shut him down for the season. But I would get him while you can. Uh, he's only, he's owned in 31% of leagues. Um, he's a 3.24 ERA, but last week he's looked sharp despite that. Um, he probably, I'd say probably has three more starts before he gets shut down, maybe four, depending on how long they push it. Um, they want to shut him down. I don't know why. This is the Nationals being stupid. They did this for Strasburg, too. It hasn't helped at all. Um, they like to, they're very baby cautious with their pitchers. Um, but he's been pitching great the last week or so and last couple weeks, and I would go get him. Um, just monitor it. Make sure you know when he's getting shut down so you can go get someone else, which then we'll recommend later down the road here on Red Sox Beat. But um, for now... Get Joe Ross and just start him when he can because he's pitching. Yeah, that's a wicked good pickup, especially you said three more starts. Why not? Because that's three more starts that you could get closer to your playoffs and your fantasy team. I was say that could push someone in the play. That could get you in the playoffs with a good start. So, Uh, my next one is a first baseman outfielder, Mark Canna from Canna. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't don't think the H. Yeah, I think it's silent. Uh, I know. Get out of there. Uh, From Oakland. Um, he's been in and, out the, in and out of the lineup for most of the season, but August he's gotten a lot of playing time and he's taken full advantage of it. Um, eight doubles, 15 RBI, scored 12 runs of his own, only hit two home runs, but with the he just racks up the hits, which is what you need. And because he's first base and outfield, gives you a little more depth in your lineup. So why not? He's not owned in many leagues either, so I'd go grab him. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think that's a... Um... A good selection there. He he's he's pretty reliable, I think. And I, despite the stupid H in his name, that doesn't mean anything. I think he's a solid ball player. I think he's going to help out your team. Uh, my final one is Jed Gallardo. Uh, I believe that he 
he okay. Well, let's be honest. He hasn't. He wasn't the greatest second baseman of all time. He lost the job in San Diego, but he since then has won the game. He won that job back. Obviously, the San Diego Padres are not a good team, but in his last 30 games, he's hitting 298 with 19 RBIs and five dingers. Um, I would expect a dip at some point, just because Gallardo is not obviously the most steady um, of bunch of second basemen. But I would I would ride it as long as you can, monitor it, see what's going on. And it seems like he's going to be the second baseman the rest of the year in San Diego down there. So I would go get Gallardo and definitely ride that. Yeah, out. I almost picked him this week, but I picked Mark Canna instead. But I definitely think he's a good pickup. That's, That's stupid, stupid H. H. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, there, so there you go. There are there are uh, two picks each for Lauren. It was starting pitching, John Lamb, and uh, Mark Canna. Not, I, want, I want to say Canna. Like or something. Like, I just, like Canna. But I believe it's I believe it's Canna. I believe. Um, uh, I like Joe Ross and Jed Gallarco. A little pitching, a little defense, and, and then a little second base as well. So those are, those are our uh, fantasy ads for the week. They're brought to you by DraftKings. The moment you've been waiting for is almost here. Football season is just around the corner. You could start the season by winning $2 million in week one at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy means no reason, no season-long commitments. It's like a brand-new season every time you play. Why wait until the end of the season to get paid when you can win huge prizes every week? Just pick your players and pile up the points and earn that cash. That's it. You can get started playing right now. Prepare for the regular season with preseason contests running through the month of August. You've already been scouting players for those long-season fantasy drafts of yours, so put that knowledge to the test every week this football season at DraftKings.com where you could turn your love of football into a lifetime of cash. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code New England to play for free for a shot at $2 million in the Week 1 Millionaire Maker. Enter New England for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. I'm saying it every week. I'm a sucker for DraftKings. I love it. Um, they suck me in every week. Um, but that being said, we appreciate them being the sponsor for our well-timed fantasy uh, segment. And um, we're looking forward to football season with them as well. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Oh, I can't love the football season's right here. I just love it. It's just great. Patriots start next week. The Do Your Job trailers. Uh, Do Your Job features out on Wednesday oh, next week. I'm oh. so excited. I've been playing that. Side note, not Red Sox related, which is probably not good for this podcast. But I've been on the radio once a week here in ESPN New Hampshire, in New Hampshire. And I've been playing the Do Your Job trailer. Like coming in and out of every break because it just gets me hyped up so much. I just want to keep listening, listening to it. It's it phenomenal. Is. But uh, yeah, so let's move on. Let's do a little, a uh, little more Red Sox talk before we get to a preview and everything. Again, we're not doing a recap this week because Jess isn't on, and man, we're just gonna screw it up if we try to do it. Uh, one week Jess wasn't on before, and I tried to do it, it just was a disaster. Um, so if you really want to know how they did, if you care at this point in the season. Do what Jess does and go to the ESPN, read the box scores, and watch all the games. Um, he does a phenomenal job with it. And we're not going to try to screw it up, so we're just going to keep pushing on here. Um, that being said, I, want, I do want to talk some Hanley, like always. Uh, we always talk about Hanley at some point, right, Lauren? Always something um, to say about him. Always something to say about the lazy, incompetent Hanley Ramirez. Um, what? Sorry. Um, they, they, the news broke, that, and there were pictures of him in Detroit, I believe it was, wherever they were. We're playing. I think it was. Oh, maybe it was Chicago. I don't remember. Um, he was getting lessons from uh, Mr. Butterfield himself, how to play first base. And then David Ortiz came out. And there was pictures of him helping him. Uh, seems like the report is, and Hanley has come out and made a statement on it, saying that he's going to be the first baseman next year, and that's the move. Clearly, they're giving in on the left field experiment, meaning that was Ben Sherrington's idea, <laughs> and he didn't. And ben, Dave Dombrowski didn't like it, so now Dombrowski wants him to play first base. So Hanley said, "Sure, why not?" Um, Look, I've been preaching that if this guy's going to be on the team, it's going to be DH or first base. I still think that DH first base is kind of a bad idea because, look, this defense involved at first base is not just standing there. I do think that he can handle it a lot more than his left field. But I still believe this guy should just not be on the team. I don't care if he can handle first base. This guy does not care. He's not good for the locker room. But he's coming out and saying all the right things again. But this is what we experienced in the winter when they signed him, Lauren. It was, yeah, I'm excited to play left field. I'm excited to learn. I'm excited to be back in Boston. Now it's, yeah, I want to do anything for the team. I'm ready to play first base. I'm, I'm excited for the new new challenge. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't, no. I don't want him at first. I don't, <laughs> just, no. Just no. I just don't no. think he'd be able to, you know, reach out and scoop the ball. I don't think he'd be like, oh, I forgot to cover the base when someone's getting a lead. So I just, I don't think he's meant for the outfield. I don't think he's meant for first base. And 
yes, he is meant to be the DH, but obviously this year that's not going to happen. Next year it's not going to happen because Ortiz is obviously going to come back. And I think in his head he's like, okay, obviously I won't be DH next year, so I'm going to come out, say what I said in the winter, and be like, yeah, I want to try this. I'm gonna, This is what I'm going to do. This is going to be the move. But what about Travis Shaw? I love he's- Travis Shaw. I really do. And he came out and made a comment, too, because this obviously news broke, and he was, someone asked him about it, and at the end of the interview, he just said, I'm not worried about Hanley yep. Ramirez. And it's the right thing to say. You shouldn't be. He's not a first baseman. At some point, it's going to fail. At some, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Travis Shaw on the roster next year as on the bench as a utility guy, can DH because he's got a good swing. He can play first base. He can play third base. I wouldn't be surprised to see Travis Shaw on the team next year. I think the biggest thing with the Red Sox concern with Travis Shaw is his AAA numbers don't correlate with his big league numbers. Which I hate that because I, if the guy can perform in the majors, who cares what he exactly, did? Exactly, because usually it's the other way around. Like they're great playing, they yeah. up here and they're just terrible. Jackie yeah, Bradley Jr. Exactly. Not even, not lately, but his numbers, Travis Shaw's numbers are terrible in AAA, and his road numbers are getting better. But his the biggest issue, the biggest strength is hitting at Fenway Park. Yeah, and I know you guys talked about this last week. Like his swing is, you said his swing is made for Fenway Park. Oh, it's so smooth. Like I. I, I compare it to like it's like a dumbed down Griffey yeah. Jr. swing, just because it's smooth. But obviously you're not gonna get it as smooth as Griffey's ever was. I love Ken Griffey's Jr. swing. Hey, I compare Griffey's swing to like Ray Allen's jump shot. Like I could sit and watch him take BP forever. It's so it's oh I love it. I love watching. He had he he's never big. He never took roids. He was scrawny, but he just his swing and so much power from his hips that he just launched the ball. Um, and that's what I see in Travis Shaw. I th- and Dave Ortiz said that he's like. Because apparently in that interview, Shaw said, like, David Ortiz came up to me when I got called up, and he said that, look, you need this might be your only shot. Take advantage of it. Yep. And he has been. Clearly has been. And now he did everything right, and he's still not getting the nod because Hanley's pace check is too big, which is stupid. Um, I think Dombrowski's still trying to deal Hanley. I do. I think if any way possible they can get rid of him, I think they will. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they keep him because, again, they don't know if Travis Shaw is going to pan out completely. Um, but either way, Hanley's at first base next year. You might see him at some point this year at first base. It wouldn't surprise me. But this guy doesn't even know what foot to put on the bag yet. That's what they were showing him in yeah. his pictures before the game last week. It was literally which foot to put on the bag and where to put it. I it's like first base. I mean, I don't. I played softball. And I was. I didn't. I never played first base. But it's not. It doesn't seem like the hardest position out there. It's whatever foot you throw with, you put that. Foot it's, on the back. It's like common sense. It's like, like anyone in high school, you're taught. You're literally you're taught yeah, how to do he, that. And this guy's been around baseball. How long? He's thirty something now. He's thirty now. And he was like, a shortstop. Like you, he knows how to cover bags. He was a shortstop. He's played third base before. Like, you should know what foot to put on the bag at first base, and you shouldn't have to be taught that. He's being taught it's not that. That stupid. I just I don't. Ugh. I don't get it. There, there. I. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. When they signed him in the fall, in the winter, I was very skeptical of it. But I said, okay, look, he's probably still got a decent bat. Left field can't be too hard. Oh, was I wrong? Boy, was I wrong. Get clearly, it's, it's too hard. hard. Um, look, when it, when he came in, I said, oh, look, well, Man- Manny and Johnny Gomes can play left field. How hard oh, can it boy. be? <laughs> Apparently, we we underrated Manny and Johnny Gomes playing left field because Hanley cannot do it. And now you're asking him to play first base. Um, clearly, he knows his job's on the line, especially when apparently they went through his agent to tell him, not yeah, to him. Yeah, that's when I read that. I was like, oh boy. So clearly, they don't want it. They want him to. They want the agent to understand. Look, this is his way of playing. This is his way of you getting paid. Convince him to play yeah. first base. So we'll see what happens. I think um, it's got to be within the next week. He's going to see a first base game. It's going to be an interesting week. It's going to be an interesting off season. Yeah, this offseason is going to be fun. Um, also, on the Dombrowski note, don't be surprised if David Price is in a Red Sox uniform next year. I'm going Johnny Cueto. Uh, just because of his ties with Dombrowski in Detroit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the first target. I know he just dealt him to Toronto, but he really had no choice. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see David Price in a Sox uniform next year. That'd be exciting. All. Just because of the ties to Dombrowski alone. I would love to see Cueto too, Lauren. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see me some Johnny Cueto. But I would still take David Price because of the lefty aspect. And um, that would be huge. I would still go after Sonny Gray if you can pull a package off of that. If you could, you could probably get Sonny Gray and David Price. That would be so good. If if Oakland's willing to part with Sonny Gray, because 
David Price is a free agent. You don't have to give anything up. And then you can put a package together with some of these young guys to get Sonny Gray. There you go. Those two at the top with Porcello, Buckholz. You have Eduardo Rodriguez still. Henry Owens is, can be a bottom of the rotation mm-hmm. guy. I wouldn't even want Buckholz anymore, but like probably still going to be on the team. Um he was shut down for the year as well. So Buckholz, you won't see Buckholz at all is, this year. Uh, oh, definitely smart. He, he just, no need for him to pitch no. again this year. Um, I hate that he's still even on his team. Lauren, it bugs me he's so much. He's got a $13 million option at Dombrowski. 13 or 16, either one. He's, Dombrowski said, if he makes full recovery, there's no reason we won't pick it up. And I'm like, cool. But he has no... Where else is he going to go? He's gonna walk. Like, I think Dombrowski realizes... There's nowhere for no, him to No, and we go. should have traded him when he was lighting it up two months ago. And that's on that's on Ben Sherrod. Yep. <laughs> that's why yep. he got fired. Um, look, Clay Buckholz has got a pitch because no one's going right. to take him now. So you might as well put him in a lower. If you can get some good frontline starters and put him on a three, four spot in the rotation, fine, whatever. Get, expect him to get hurt by the trade deadline, and then you have some of the young guys step in. Yep. Because he's gotten hurt the last like three or four seasons Ugh. now. And that's and that includes DL stint in the last three yep. four seasons. So um, it's been bad. Um, and Hanley now is another piece of the puzzle that Dombrowski needs to figure out and figure out quickly. Do you like do you do you envision Hanley being here next no, year, Lauren? I don't. I think he'll be gone in the off season. He'll be traded away. Whether it's like some okay. kind of like Josh Beckett, Adrian Gonzalez kind of thing that they did a few years ago, I don't think he's going to be on this team. I don't think Dombrowski is going to deal with the kind of player he is and the kind of attitude he has. I don't think you're gonna get that lucky. The Dodgers trade again. I don't think you'll get that lucky. But only way he's gone is if you if someone in the AL needs him as a DH. I don't see that many contenders. Maybe Houston is a DH. Maybe um, Detroit is a DH. Texas is a DH. I, I don't know. I just think that there's a few teams, a handful of teams that might fit. I think Houston's the best fit in terms of needing an extra big yeah. bat. Uh, who is a good team? Other than that, I think you're stuck no. with them. I really think you're stuck with them. That's that's tough. They they drop so much money on him for such an uncertainty. And look, the nice thing that it's not Charrington is that Dombrowski doesn't care if he's justifying the contract. They, they, like it wasn't his move that he messed up on. So he's not trying to sit here and go, "Oh, I'm going to justify Ben's move." No, he could care if you get rid of him. That's something that's off Dombrowski's yeah. shoulders. I don't think he's going to sit here and worry about keeping him. But I just don't think I think you're stuck with. Him. They are for the most part, but I think if Dombrowski or if somebody can get rid of Ramirez, it's Dombrowski. Oh, yeah. I, I think Dombrowski will do his best. I don't think you should get rid of Pablo Sandoval. No, that now. I want Pablo Sandoval still. Yeah. I, could, I, I think this... I could go either say? way with that. I think this way was... I think this year was an anomaly. Look, his defense is getting better. You no, know, he did make some great plays this weekend. Some diving stops and just... Some... It's looking cleaner. I think someone looked went to him and said, dude, new boss. Yeah. Let's go. Like, you're not a guarantee to spot on this team. If you want to stay here, you got to play. It's probably Ortiz. You he really play. is, like, the only leader and the voice of that team. Yeah. So, I w- wouldn't surprise me if Pablo's here. I wouldn't mind him staying. His defense has gotten better. His hitting has gotten better. I'd like to see him try to go back to switch hitting next year and try to figure that out. Because that's why you paid him, to be a switch yep. hitter. So, you might as well try to figure it out. But, I don't think there's any signs of that. I think he's going to stay on the left side of the plate. Um, but, we'll see what happens there. Um, so, yeah. So, that, that it's just it, it's a Hanley thing. I think you're stuck with him. Um, again, best situation would be Dimbrowski getting rid of him. But, I don't think that's going to happen. So you're stuck with him, and now he's playing first base. Yay. Yeah. Love Travis Shaw. <laughs> talk about oh, Travis Shaw. Yeah, talk about him. Yeah, him and Brian Johnson are like, you're like, you're yep. two. And they might be on the team have next a, year. Do like an hour show on each of them, just do two hours. Of, one on Brian Johnson, one on I Travis could, Shaw. I could list off stats and reasons and everything. Recap their childhood. Yep. Red book. Interviews with the parents. Interviews with the parents. Get, I'll get the whole story. Yeah. Full hour documentaries on each player. Be nope. great. I'm sure you Not wouldn't mind. Be like a um, old school like Room Raiders thing with Brian oh Johnson. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> MTV Room Raiders, just going to Brian Johnson's Bro. room. Blacklight and all, just go for it. Be great. I'm sure Not you wouldn't mind. He might. But... <laughs> oh, where did that MTV Room Raiders reference come out of my yeah, head? Yeah, you're throwing it back. That was great. I love that show. That was fun it to was. watch. It was a lot of fun. Some of those old MTV shows were great. We're getting yeah. way off topic here, but some those great some of those old school MTV shows were phenomenal. They really were though. Date my mom was kind that of a was, weird one. That was too weird. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. Always a real world person. I was. I was. I was definitely a big I was real world, world person. 
I like both. I liked both. Road Rules was good too. The challenges when yep. they did both, when they did like, the Road Rules versus Real World type, those are great. Oh God, bring back the days, good man. Good old days. Good old days. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's um let's move on before we, before we run out of time here. Um, but yeah, if you, if you want to, I've actually you know what those those were on the other day. I watched the Real World from like back wow. in the day. Yeah, I was kind of shocked. I was like, I have to watch this. Um, but anyway, let's do a little preview of this week, upcoming week. Here we got six games to look at. Three against the uh, lovely New York Yankees, and three against the abysmal, and I mean abysmal, Philadelphia Phillies. Um, so you got six games in total, all at home, I believe, yep. right? All, all at home. Might be going to a Phillies game. I haven't decided yet. I want to. Um, gonna get one more Fenway trip in. You have to. Yeah, one more, one more Fenway trip, and a couple more beers in me. Um, got so uh, I got them winning two out of three against the Yankees. I, I, the Yankees aren't great right now they're kind of slipping toronto's kind of taking them for what they are i like to see the red sox play a little spoiler yeah i'm taking two out of three too and they they're not playing they haven't played terrible against the yankees this season and they're not the yankees aren't they kind of fell off the radar i feel and i just i don't know i feel like they play well and i think they're it's always fun when they play it's still it's still a good rivalry i think so and i'm then they're at home so i feel like they're going to, I don't think they're going to sweep, but they're going to take two. Yeah, I don't think the Yankees rivalry is really there anymore, just because they're not, they're not both good at the same time ever. Um, but it will be once they're both right. good again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I still see them winning two out of three. Uh, three against the Phillies. I have them sweeping the Phillies just because the Phillies are that bad. Yeah. They're not good at all. And they don't have Cole Hamels anymore. They don't have Chase Utley anymore. They don't have Jonathan Papelbon anymore. They're just not good. And I think the Red Sox go five and one this week. I'm right behind you. I'm going four and two. I don't think they're going to sweep Philly, but I know that they're terrible, absolutely terrible this year. But I feel like the Red Sox can win against better teams and then lose to really crappy teams. So I'm going to win two out of three for a four and two week. That's probably safer, considering that that would be that the to- totally this season they'd be fine. They'd find a way to yeah. lose to Philly. They probably will find a way to lose to Philly at some point. So four two is probably the more realistic option. But I'm going off of stats and I'm going off of just my gut. That's usually never right. Is going five and one. Wow, Mister Optimistic. Yeah, I don't know where it's happening. I think it's just because football's in the air and you, falls around the corner. You're missing Jess this week. I know. I need, I need a little optimistic, a little optimism in the yep. show. But there you go. There's the uh, preview of the week. Lauren has them going four and two, two out of three Yanks, two out of three Philly winning. I have them going five and one, two out of three against the Yanks and sweeping Philly. Our preview of the week was brought to you by Tick IQ. Tired of spending a fortune on tickets and feeling like you got ripped off? Well, we have you covered over here at TickIQ.com for all your ticketing needs. That's Tick IQ is the leading aggregator providing fans a one-stop shop to browse the best deals from all ticket sites so you don't have to worry about finding the best seats for the game or concert. Get your tickets for the Patriots all season long at TickIQ.com where you will find the best prices in the market. Use promo code CLNS for 5% off IQ certified or TN tickets. Listed listings at TickIQ.com. Again, that's TIQIQ.com. Um, I use them. I've used them before they were even partners with us because I just I, it's a great, easy. It's all in one place. Um but yes, there you go. There's the uh, lovely, lovely, lovely uh, preview of the week. Hopefully we're right, just because I'm sick of them losing. Um, shockingly, they swept the Mets this. They almost swept the Mets this week. They they took two out of three. Yeah, that was a good series. I'm kind of, They almost came back today, but really hoping for a sweep yeah. of the Mets. But eh, two out of three ain't bad. It was nice to be able to watch the Mets though. Like we don't get to watch them. No, and I think they're such a fun team to watch. Like I love, I love interleague play. Oh, I'm I do so, too. I'm so I'm for fan. it. I love it. I w- I wish the D I wish the NL would get a DH. I do too, and but I I love interleague play. But I do love having it like intertwined with the season, and I do love seeing those other teams you don't see. You don't see the Mets often. They were in New York, but it wasn't the Yankees. Like I would love to go to see a Mets game in New York. I'm I'm a Mets fan. If I had to pick a New York team type thing, I feel like it's not a big deal to root for the Mets if you're from Boston. <laughs> I feel like that's it's the not team. the Yankees. <laughs> It's not the Yankees, so it's your good. Um, I like the Mets. I hope that I, I think I like the story. Um, I think I hope they do well. They're limiting Harvey's pitching, his his pitching too, which is stupid. I I believe. I'm pretty sure they have like 20 innings left on his oh, that's limit. Stupid. I, ho- I really hope they don't hold to that because that's going to be before that will eat into the playoff numbers if he doesn't pitch in the playoffs. Um, 
I hope they don't do that. Then they could win this year if they if they just went gung ho. Yep. <laughs> but I hate that inning restriction. It's stupid. So stupid. It really... I don't understand. I can understand it to a point, but like if your pitchers, I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah. I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb. It's it's very stupid, and I don't think you need to do that. But anyway, there's the show for the week. We did it without Jess. Long we did we made it. it. Woohoo. Look at that. First show with just two of us in the books. Of course, this show is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer. Premium mattress for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics. Enter the promo code Celtics to get that uh, percentage off there. It's a great mattress and it's a great service. Uh, again, no Jess this week. We killed it. We did it. Uh, Jess was taking care of his girlfriend. That is why he she um, had surgery. What was it again? I don't remember. Removed tonsils that's what it was it's her tonsils and he's being a good boyfriend so we can't crap on him for not being here um lauren and i held the fort down this week again we apologize for no recap again we just didn't feel like we could handle it so we're gonna leave leave to the pro and we'll let him do it next week um but again red sox beat on clns radio uh you can find us on twitter facebook tumblr google plus itunes is the big one if you can go on Give us some subscriptions, some re- reviews and ratings. That'd be great. Share us on iTunes if you haven't already. Um, that's where we get all of our numbers from. That'd be fantastic. If you, all of you who are fans of the show could do some more. Um, had a good show. We talked about it a lot. Finally got Lawrence takes on Dabrowski. Um, somehow sneaked in Brian Johnson in the conversation for Lawrence. Always happens. Um, and we got some Hanley talking because that's about the weekly quota of Hanley or Maris. I'm sure next week we'll have something else to say about him. I'm sure we will. There's always something to say. But for now, I'm Jared Scally with Lauren Campbell. This is Red Sox Beat, and we'll talk to you next week.